Wow, there is nobody greater. I just love that song so much. It expresses the sentiments of my heart. Thank God for the artist, Vashon uh, Mitch, Mitchell, who is singing that. You know, just really just appreciate that because it expresses what, you know, how I feel. There's nobody greater than the Lord. And I, I pray and I hope that you're telling him that as well. I want to welcome you to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages. Uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. You know, the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. That is the best way to face opposition. There's no alternative. God does not have a plan B. It is only plan A, and that is obedience to his word. And he stands by his word. Matter of fact, he said that his word is elevated even above his name. Mm -hmm. Even above his name. So certainly we thank and praise God for his goodness and his grace on this day. I pray that you are doing well wherever you are, whether you're at work, maybe you're getting off of work or uh, maybe it's the start of your morning because of your geographical location. You know, just thank God for you tuning in. Those of you that are listening right now at this moment, those that will be listening later. You know, I, I solicit your prayers even for myself on, on my way here. I stopped and tried to eat something early and I, I tried to eat something that I should not have tried. It was a little too much, a little overwhelming. And so, uh, but nonetheless, uh, we're going forward in the word of God. And I, I mentioned that so that, you know, those of you that are, that are like me, you know, you can't eat everything, even though you might have a taste for it. You know, but we got to protect these bodies that we're in. Uh, you know, we're waiting for the redemption of our body. One day the trump is going to sound and the dead in Christ is going to rise first. And then we which are alive are going to be caught up in the air to meet the Lord. And so shall we ever be with him. And so uh, when that moment comes, we're going to have these bodies and we're going to give an account for everything that we've done in these bodies. But thank God judgment has already started. The Bible said judgment begins in my house. So the saints already, the elect of God, are already going through a process right now at this very moment. Uh, when, the, when the Lord comes and the trump of God sounds and, and the dead in Christ rise and then we which are alive uh, are caught up in the air in that moment in that twinkling of an eye, uh, that meant that you've already been judged worthy to be caught up. You've already been judged worthy at that to be caught up. If, you, if you're not caught up, you was not judged worthy and, and game over for the Gentiles. And so that's something that we're not going to spend time with this evening. However, we're in the book of Ezekiel, which is where we are. We cannot help but get into that. And we will uh, because Ezekiel is headed that way as we uh, uh Look at the word of God. We're in the 37th chapter, uh, beginning at the ninth verse. Going to read a few verses there and then pray. Uh, the ninth through the 11th verse says, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, 
prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breathe and breath upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then said he unto me, son of man, those bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they, uh, they say our bones are dry and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray and ask, Lord God, that you will bless your word this evening, Lord God, and help us, Lord Jesus, uh, to, uh, that you would have your way. Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless those that are listening near and far, those that are present, those that are on their way. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless the obedient, the faithful. Lord, and that you would stir up the mind and the hearts of those that are not obedient, those that are not faithful, that they may live. Father, I pray and ask that you would touch those that are sick in their body, those that are dealing with emotional, physical, mental situations, spiritual situations right now, Lord. Lord Jesus, you're a deliverer. There's nobody greater than you. We can search. We can take all kinds of medication, Lord God, but there's nobody greater than you. Lord Jesus, you can send a word and it will change our lives. It will save us. It will give us direction. It will deliver us. Lord, I pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God, as we uh, cast down everything that would try to exalt itself against you. Lord, every stronghold, every struggle, in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, the Bible says, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon the slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. Then said he unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dry and our hope is lost. We are cut off uh, for our parts. A thought, as you may already know, is that, uh, Lord, breathe on me. You know, I'm, I'm asking the Lord, even at this moment, Lord, breathe on me. And, and maybe there are situations uh, that you want the Lord to breathe on you or to breathe into upon uh, that situation. Lord, breathe on me. Maybe there is a friend, a relative, uh, a parent, uh, a child. Uh, Lord, breathe upon my mother. Lord, breathe upon my father. Breathe upon my son, my daughters. Lord, breathe on me. It may seem dry. It may appear hopeless. They may have been cut off, but Lord, breathe on me. 
To breathe means to take air into the lungs and then expel it. It is a regular physiological process that we do. And, you know, we don't, we don't really think about it. We just do it. Uh, we, we, it's a process that we pretty much take for granted that, uh, that I'm breathing, I'm okay, until we're not. Maybe we're eating something and it causes us to become short of breath. Maybe we uh, are playing ball and fall down and get the wind knocked out of us. And, and, and it's, at that point, it's difficult to inhale, uh, you know. And so we've taken all of that for granted until something happens. Uh, maybe it is a sickness. Whatever it is that is impacting that process that we have taken for granted so long. But we need breath. We need the intake of air. Uh, listen, Adam, the Bible said that God took the dust of the ground and formed a man. Uh, he formed a, uh, a, a male that was just either standing there or lying there, but it was a male that had been formed from the dust of the ground. And he was not alive until God breathed the breath into him. And then man became a living soul. So it's not something that we should take for granted. It's not something that you, you, uh, you need to remind somebody. This is not something that, uh, you know, money don't buy it. The only thing money can do is extend the hospital stay extend the cost of that apparatus that is causing the functions that you naturally or normally would have because of the spirit of life, it would imitate that, but it's not the reality. If, if, it's, an if it's a machine that's causing the body to breathe, that's not a normal process. So God uh, said to breathe or to, to take breath into the lungs and then expel it. It is a regular physiological process that we should thank God for. Matter of fact, you ought to thank him right now. You ought to tell the Lord, thank you for the breath. It is the breath that is allowing me to even talk right now. Uh, it's the breath that's allowing me to give God praise and to say, Lord God, I, I thank nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. That, that's the breath. That is gratitude to God for blessing and giving the ability. It is a biological and deals with the normal function of living organism and their parts. The, the Bible said that everything that have breath, everything, everything. Everything. If you are here, you're part of everything. If you've heard it before, you're part of everything. Everything. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. And so everybody, saint or sinner, everybody that has that mind, that knowledge to do that, ought to give God some praise. The purpose of breathing or breath is to be alive or to remain living. 
there are many avenues that uh, uh, that I could take uh, on this subject uh, of giving breath and verses that are considered uh, acceptable as breathing or breath or breathtaking moment. You know, there's some things that take our breath away, this, that expression, because it was exciting. Maybe it was something that a loved one said. Maybe it was something, a gesture that somebody did that, that touched you. Uh, maybe it was something that you saw that was so beautiful uh, that it took your breath away. You know, there are times that we hold our breath uh, because we are in anticipation of, 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 of news. You know, many of us were holding our breath today. And I, I pray that we're all, uh, that when we exhale, we exhale with a, a prayer unto the Lord for uh, everyone. Bible students, I, I want to, I got a few questions for you tonight, so I'm looking for answers. Sunday morning, I mentioned a special date. I mentioned a date when Israel became. And so uh, uh, this is relevant to the chapter, this 37 chapter that in, these, in the few verses that we read from verse 1 through uh, 11 is relevant. Uh, what is that date? Uh, you have your device, you're listening, you know how to make comments. And so what is that date? Moving on while you're, while you're uh, submitting that. The Bible says, then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind prophesy son of man and say to the wind thus saith the lord god come from the four wind o breath and breathe upon the slain that they may live we need to first and foremost follow instructions uh, ezekiel said he said unto me uh, there was instructions that was given to Ezekiel. And we could take me and, and, and uh, take Ezekiel's name off of it and put your name there. Uh, he said unto Pastor Carl. He said unto Brother Joe. He said unto Sister Mary. He said unto Sister... Uh, and, and the list can go on as far as names can go there, but it's instructions. What instructions have God given that needs to be followed. Proverbs 19 and 20 says, hear counsel and receive instructions that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Instructions are important. Hearing is important. Receiving it is important. Sometimes we don't like to receive counsel. We reject it. We resent it. We may not respect the person that it's actually coming from. You know, I learned something uh, that there's a difference in counsel and instructions and, and opinion. And so we need to make sure that, that when we ask something, let the individual know that I'm only asking your opinion. Uh, that is a that is a, a that identifier or a clue to at least to me, and I'm sure to many others, that it that whatever I say, it doesn't mean that you're going to actually do it. But when you go for counseling and you receive instructions. You would be wise to do it. You would be wise to follow the counseling. 
you would be wise to follow the instructions that thou may is have a good end, a better end. Psalms 32 and 8 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou should go, and I will guide thee with my eye. God will teach you. He will instruct you. He will guide. God will see things and tell you this is what you need to do. He saw it. And so you need to, you know, when we think about what we do and what we do not do, when we think about opportunities that may have been missed, a, a moment that we allow to escape, that we need to ask forgiveness and we need to be more conscious and immediate in our actions uh, so that we can reap the benefit or the recipient the other individual that or whomever is involved may reap that benefit that would be missed if we don't follow instructions. Proverbs 10 and 17 says he is in the way of life. He is in the way of life that keepeth instruction, but he that refuses reproof err. You cannot and will not succeed or have a success at a level you imagine without following some instructions. This includes suggestions. There's some good suggestions that are made. Uh, you may not like it, but and, and you're not going to succeed at the level that you hope to obtain if you don't know how to take some criticism. It's important to be able to receive instructions it's important to be able to be criticized and to take a suggestion and try it. You don't know until you try it. You need to use what is presented. Uh, sometimes we, what we get, uh, we or sometimes criticism or something is done or said that uh, that seems offensive, but I've learned a long time ago that you take what occurs and you use it as flame, as wood for the fire. I remember when I first uh, wanted to get into technology. I, I wanted to get out the sun from working, work in the office, use my mind uh, a different way. And I was hitting roadblocks. Uh, I was hitting roadblocks because of uh, certain uh, things that was being looked upon. Nothing negative on my part. I can't help it. The sun kissed me. And that's what Solomon said. He said, don't look upon me because the sun has kissed me. And so it was difficult to break into what I wanted. But I didn't let what was being done or the roadblocks be a deterrent. I used it as wood for the fire. And so uh, one day I was speaking with uh, a, a gentleman. He was actually see, uh, the chief financial officer of the company and we're having a discussion because uh, I was looking for some assistance to break into this field at the company I was with. And he said, you know, Carl, he said, a prophet is without honor in his own house. 
And I, I realized at that moment, I understood what he was saying. And so, uh, you know, th this gentleman actually was a Mormon uh, bishop of the, in the Mormon church. And uh, him explain, telling, I used that. And that momentum carried me into an opportunity in the sister company. Years later, I was able to call back and tell them about how I was elevated over the IT department. Had you become, had I become discouraged, discouraged by those that were saying you're studying too much, those that were saying you, uh, you, 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 you know, you, you're putting in too much time. They can't say that now because it has paid off. As my godmother told me, any, uh, you know, if it's a challenge, then it's going to have a great reward. You have to follow the suggestions. You have to follow the criticism. You have to take those things and not uh, take it to heart and let it hurt your feelings so much that you don't use it as fuel for the fire. Ezekiel said, then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy and say to the wind. Bible students, recall the uh, the meaning of prophecy, you know, the prophesy means to uh, specify a, a thing that will happen in the future. The Bible tells us that the power of life and death is in the tongue. You ought to, God called those things that are not as though they were. And he also gave us that blessing where we can speak and we can call those things that are not as though they were as long as they line up with his will. And some want to speak and say things that are not the will of God, uh, but uh, make sure that you line up with the will of God before you open your mouth and say something. Some things you, you may cause and call that are not the will of God, and all it's going to do is lead to heartache and hardship and you know a bunch of pain and suffering. But let's make sure that we line up with the will of God like Ezekiel did. He was told to, you know, that prophesy. This prophecy is being proclaimed by sovereign God through the voice of his servant, Ezekiel, or through the voice of his servant, Carl, or through the voice of his servant, Mary, or Tom, or Martha. Uh, this is being claimed. God has co-signed. He's written off on it. The wind as we know it is a natural movement of something known as air. It's caused by the uneven heating of the earth by the sun and the, and the sun and the earth rotation uh, or atmospheric pressure. Uh, there's low pressure and there is high pressure resulting in various wind speeds. Uh, every day, about 6 p.m., uh, there is a wind that flows through the area that, that I live in. Uh, I haven't, uh, that wind don't blow through uh, Pomona like that. It don't blow through Pasadena like that. It don't blow through, but it blows through other areas uh, because of the pressure, and it's consistent that it happens all the time. And so sometimes it is a hot breeze. Sometimes it's a cool breeze but it's consistent. And so uh, there is this wind, this low pressure and high pressure resulting in various wind speeds. 
Now, science has grouped uh, winds into four major uh, wind systems. You have the polar, tropical easterlies, the prevailing westerlies, and the intropical convergence zone. And these are a few, there are a few other winds, but these are the major ones that, that I saw listed. And maybe you'll find more, but, and, you know, go ahead. Bless you. Son of man, say to the wind, thus said the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon the slain that they may live. Let the elements know that sovereign God is speaking and has spoken. Tell the polar wind. Say to the tropical easterlies, let the prevailing westerlies and the uh, uh, intertropical convergence uh, zone know that a command has been given. Breath, breathe upon, breathe on the slain, those killed by animals, those killed by people, the slain. Israel's Ill religious practices and compromise open a door for the enemy to overtake them, even to the affliction of wild animals. There are a lot of religious people. Israel was a, a religious people. During the time of their captivity, they didn't let go of being religious. They just did not, they forsook sovereign God. They were religious, but they didn't worship the true and living God. They wanted to be like other nations. They wanted to be like other people. Matter of fact, they wanted to be like them so bad that they exceeded them in their practices and what they were doing. Now, the Lord mentioned that in, to Ezekiel. They went overboard into areas that even the other nations and other people were not doing in their practices. How about you? You may know some folks that have gone overboard. You may know some folks that have that are religious, but they're still doing things that they want to do. They're they're involved in a lot of different uh, activities and uh, activity. So I'm putting everything under that umbrella of activity and I think that we all can imagine what activities are. Now, you got to be careful because the Bible says that not only do are the people that in, that are involved in activity deal with uh, the judgment of God. Those that take pleasure in it. Ooh, girl, I'm, I'm taking pleasure. in. oh, man, he's taking pleasure. You take pleasure in the activity of what other people are doing that is against God you are subject to the same affliction. You're subject to the same chastisement that they receive. Didn't nobody tell you that? Ah, you gotta be careful taking pleasure in another man's sin. You gotta be careful and enjoying that. Getting all excited about seeing two men kiss. Getting excited about seeing two women kiss. Sexual activity, drug abuse, sedation. All of those things, child sacrifice, uh-huh, trafficking, 
even to the uh, uh, to the apparel, you know, uh, or even to believing. Oh, I can believe in anything. It all leads to heaven. That's not what the Bible says. Well, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yes, they are. It don't make it right. It don't make it true. It's not going to help. Because the Bible said, if you come up any other way, you are a thief and a robber. And what thief and robber is going to go into the kingdom of God? None. Uh, you're a liar. And no liar is going to dwell, uh, going to tarry in his sight. So, see, there is a lot more that we don't, because of the masses, because there's a majority of people that maybe we hang around or we think we know or we want to blend into, you know, somebody said, how long are you going to believe? They asked me, how long are you going to believe in that old book? I'm going to believe in this book until I'm caught up. I'm going to believe in the words of this book until there is a moment and a twinkling in his eye and I'm changed. Because at that moment, there's going to be some other changes that occur that is written in this book that you refer to as being old that is actually incomplete. You're reading the Bible and it is incomplete. It has not fully fulfilled. Oh my God. That's a subject for, for later on. But listen, Israel's religious practices and compromise open a door for their enemy to overtake them, even to the affliction of wild animals. Ezekiel 5, 17 says, so will I send upon you famine and e evil beast, and they shall brave thee, and pestilence and blood shall pass through thee, and I will bring the sword upon thee. I, the Lord, have spoken it. If you live godly, there is persecution that you're going to deal with as it is. Uh-huh. You're going to deal with some things because the devil is a accuser of the brethren. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So you're already going to deal with that element. Why cause other things to occur through disobedience unto God? And so if you live godly, there's going to be persecution. However, there is the power of God. That's why he says, put on the helmet of salvation. Uh, hold the shield of faith. Uh, the sword, the word of God. Uh, let your loins be girded and, and have on the breastplate of righteousness and your shoe, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, because this is a warfare. They that live godly shall suffer persecution. But there's great reward. There, there's reward that that beyond the suffering and beyond the things that we even think about and imagine. And when we walk in obedience to God, sometimes he just opens, pull back the curtain figuratively speaking, and show us what's coming, what there is next. Why afflict yourselves? Now, you need to read Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, uh, beginning at the 47th verse through uh, 68. Uh, you can read that on your own time, uh, but not at this moment, but read it. The Lord said he would bless Israel. Mm-hmm. Bible students, what reason did the Lord give? The Lord gave a reason for blessing Israel. 
He said he was going to bless them. And he said, why? What was the reason that he said he was going to bless them? Doom, 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 doom. Okay, send that over. Tell the wind. I said to generate life. Not the Santa Anas. Not a tsunami. Not a tornado. Or a tropical storm. But tell the wind to breathe and to give breath unto them that they may live. So I prophesied as the as he commanded me. And the breath came into them and they live and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. Samuel 15, 22 23 says and Solomon and Samuel said, have the Lord uh, have great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices. As in obedience to the voice of the Lord, it's important that we obey the voice of the Lord. We could give offerings and we can make donations. And but what about our obedience unto him? He said, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And that's what Ezekiel was doing. Even though he was he, he saw the valley, he's been down in it. He's hovered over it. He's been through it. He saw how dry and dead, how hopeless everything appeared to be. But he obeyed, he said, as he commanded me. As he commanded me, I didn't rebel against what the Lord was saying. The rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. So there's a lot of witches and mm, stubbornness is as iniquity and and I and idolatry. Oh my God. And so you, you need to be careful that attitude. You be careful about what you do when you receive instructions or being told to be faithful, being told to be obedient, and you resent it and you rebel against it. Yeah, the scripture says that that's like practicing witchcraft. Mm -hmm. That's a subject for, uh, well, let's no, let, let's, it's not for another time because in other words, you are, you are displaying a source of power and you're taking power and authority over what God is saying. That's what witches do. They go against natural calls. They go against and they exert a certain power and authority that is actually not permitted, that is actually against the word of God. Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded, as he was directed, as he was instructed. As a result of his obedience, something happened. It was a result. What occurred was because he was obedient. Your obedience is paramount. For something to happen, your obedience must dominate every aspect of your life. When I say that, I was at that moment, when you hear instructions, you need to act upon it. Let it dominate that moment of your life because we're living by, by moments. We're not living a complete span. We're living each moment. Amos 5, 14 through 15 says, Seek good and not evil that ye may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you, and ye have, as ye have spoken. He said, hate the evil, and love the good, and establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of 
Joseph. As a result of Ezekiel doing as he was commanded, mm -hmm, as he was commanded, when the Lord speak, let's be clear, when the Lord speak, it's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. It's not if you want to. You know, I, I remember uh, I was talking with, well, I was nearby um, the pastor uh, years ago and uh, the pastor said, mentioned something about being in service that evening and the reply from the individual said, if the Lord will. And this is the pastor's telling you to be in service and you say, if the Lord will. The pastor is giving you the will of the Lord and you're going to say, if the Lord will. That was a, uh-huh. It was not a suggestion. Uh, that was an, a command. That is the order to be there. Unless there's something else that occurs that prevented, that is the will of the Lord. Let us not forsake the assembly of ourselves together, as some do. Uh-huh. He is sovereign God. Therefore, whatever he says is commandment, not a suggestion. It is law. And therefore, breath came into them and they live and they stood upon their feet. An exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are these are the, the this is the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, listen to what the, uh, what they're saying. They're saying our bones are dry. We're dried up. Our religious practices caused us to dry up and dry out. Our religious practices that what we did caused us to become hopeless. The religious practices of what we were doing caused us to become cut off. We have to be careful with what we do. None of us is exempt and all of us could be find ourselves drying up, hopeless and cut off. If we follow those footsteps of Israel. Ezekiel had seen, he understood, he was getting more and more clarity to what God was saying and watching the Lord fulfill his word. And now restoration is occurring over time. With all that he experienced, the chastening, the sickness and destruction of Israel for their own disobedience, the hopelessness, despair and separation of self and the nation. Your words, his words, the words of Ezekiel, the words of you. God wants to use you to cause the wind, to tell, to command those that are dried up to help those that are hopeless and cut off to hear the word of the Lord. God bless you. I'm, I'm going to stop right there. But I, I need to know uh, there was a date that was given on on Sunday morning. And there was also the the reason that the Lord would bless Israel after their shenanigans comments i don't see any comments you're gonna tell me cornerstone you don't you didn't retain that hmm 
Well, for the sake of time, uh, May 1948, I'll come back to that. And the Lord told Israel that I'm not doing this for you. He said, I'm doing it for my name's sake. I'm doing it so that other nations would not look and say, he brought them out of, delivered them and brought them all the way here only to be consumed and to be destroyed. What kind of God is that? That's not the God we serve. And I can really just go on from there. But the, the God we serve is, is telling us that he wants to show the, through you the miraculous. He wants to show through you that a life can be changed. He wants to show through you his power. Remember when Jesus told them uh, to, to make sure, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but, but when we're out and about and we allow God to use us, then there are those that will experience the power of God. And the testimony is that they know or should know that they are exposed to the power or the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is near. So the Lord will bless and the Lord will use you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy, Lord God, in a short time of exhortation. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word and those that are listening. Lord God, I pray and ask that you bless each one under the sound of my voice in the mighty name of Jesus. If you have not dedicated your life unto the Lord or if you need to rededicate your life unto him, my prayer is that you would do so. They asked the disciples, they said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? And Peter told them, uh, to repent of his sins and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of those sins. That's what baptism is for, remission of sin. And uh, he told them to tarry. He, he continued to exhort them uh, in about the third chapter. I think it's about verse 19. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he told them that the day of refreshing is going to come. And you want your sins blotted out and you want your name to be in the book of life. Moses talked about that book. That book exists and you want your name to be there. The Bible says some man's sins uh, go before them. Other man's sins come after them. Let's deal with whatever we need to deal with right now so that we may hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. God bless you. That is Pomona, California. I hope to see you here praising the Lord with us or to see you there. Until then, be blessed. God bless. Nobody great. Nobody great.
you to tell the Lord something good. You start your day, ending your day, in the middle of your day, make sure you tell him something good. Keep a praise in your heart. 